What's up, everybody? It's your boy Ian back again, co host of the Magnificent Vibes podcast, aka Dr. Shabazz, aka The Beige Rage, aka Talcum X. And I'm back with my reactions to the Eastern and Western Conference NBA Finals. And I'm also here to share my predictions for the NBA Finals of 2021. All right, first of all, let me just say, man, shout out to the Clippers, man, for making their first Western Conference Finals appearance ever in the history of the franchise. Uh, shout out to them for knocking off the number one seeded Utah Jazz without Kawhi Leonard uh, in games five and six. We, we saw great resiliency from, from Paul George. He, he reminded us all of who and what he is. Uh, we saw Reggie Jackson, uh, a.k.a. Bobby Schmurter, step up. We saw uh, Terrence Mann coming to his own. Uh, you know, we saw the same old, same old from Pat Beth, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Marquise Morris, man, he, he stepped up uh, as well. Uh, I was a little surprised to not see Rondo as much as I thought I would see Rondo in, the, in that series, uh, seeing as they were playing the Chris Paul-led Phoenix Suns. I don't know, man. If I'm the coach of the Clippers, if I'm Ty Lue, man, I'm ex definitely exploring throwing out Rajon Rondo on the floor uh, to be a disruptor for Chris Paul. We know they got history. Uh, we know they've come to blows. So I was a little surprised to not have seen that. Um, and uh, shout out to Kawhi Leonard, man, for his uh, exuberance and excitement in the stands. Gave us all a good meme. Uh, shout out to Steve Ballmer out there grabbing crotches when he gets excited. That was that was a little you know that will pump the brakes sir, uh, <laughs> but but shout out, shout out to him. Um, but yeah man, um, the Clippers are going to be all right man. If you're a Clippers fan, you got nothing to be ashamed of. You can hold your head up high. Uh, once they get Kawhi back in the rotation, I think they'll definitely be a factor next year. Um, they impressed me man. They impressed me. They got to get Luke Kennard off the books. I didn't know he was had a $69 million contract, though. Also, I want to say shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks, man. The Atlanta Hawks, man, they proved me wrong two series in a row. I can't believe I had them losing to the New York Knicks in the first round. They knocked them off in five. And then they, they second round, they knocked off the, the Philadelphia 76ers, who were the number one seed. Um, and they, be honest, man, they, they came one ankle injury away from the finals. Um, they have a great young core. I thought that the Memphis Grizzlies had the best young core in the NBA, but I might have been wrong, man. It might be the Atlanta Hawks uh, as far as having the, the best young core uh, in the league. You know, they've got John Collins. We kind of forgot all about Cam Reddish. Uh, you know, he kind of popped back up and kind of reminded us, yeah, yeah, he was, he's, he's that dude too. He's, he's pretty dope too. Once he finds his spots and catches fire, um, you had Herter, you had contributions from Bogdanovich, but his, their health was up and down. So, you know, I think the biggest thing that was missing for the Hawks this year and, you know, moving forward will, will be health, you know. I thought it was experience, but they clearly have enough talent to be a disruptor uh in the league and beat anybody you know if it wasn't for trey young going down and and herder and bogdanovich being up and down with their health we might very well be looking at the atlanta hawks in the nba finals right about now uh so shout out to them man atlanta hawks fans 
uh, y'all should feel very, very good about y'all's team right now. So, uh, shout out to y'all. All right, but we got the Suns. We got the Bucks. Congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for making their first NBA Finals appearance since 1993. Since the Suns defeated the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round, I've been rooting for them and picking them in every series. When I went back to our uh, playoff seeding prediction episode, me and Rodney both had the Phoenix Suns predicted at the eighth seed. And, you know, hey, maybe they listening to the show, maybe not. But they, they proved us wrong, got in as a two seed, now they in the finals. Um, I think the Hawks were listening too, uh, to all of my disrespect, because the Hawks definitely proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to them, man. Monty Williams, he's a coach that is a, he's impossible to root against. You know, when you look at his history and some of the personal tragedy he's had in his life and and just his disposition with his players, you know, seeing him on the sidelines, you know, hugging Chris Paul, hugging Devin Booker, hugging DeAndre Ayton. It was, you, you know, you see guys hug on the sidelines, man, when they celebrating, but it was something about his disposition that was just so fatherly. You, 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 you could feel it through the, through the TV screen that he truly cares about his players. He wants to see the best for them. He's happy for them. Um, you know, that, that love and respect was palpable. Uh, so it was, it was cool to see that. You don't see that every day in the NBA. You know, you got a lot of guys out here who are the, you know, they'll, they'll just, they just bark on their players or, you know, they get cold and calculated. But to see the way he embraced his players, you know, it was it was dope. That was dope to see. Um, I hear he's a religious man, uh, which does not surprise me. He, <laughs> he has the disposition of one of our, our brothers. So that did not surprise me at all. But, but shout out to the Phoenix Suns, man. They, they and CP3 putting up 41 points in that in that game six, man. He, he went off, had the, had the game of his career. You know, we, we all know what happened with Pat Bev. I'm going to get on that on another show. But congratulations to also the Milwaukee Bucks making their first finals appearance since 1974. Um, let me just say, man, Middleton stepped up, man. Middleton stepped up. You know, he's earning his keep. He's proven his worth. Drew Holiday stepped up. There is a noticeable difference in certain players, and particularly Drew, Middleton, and even Brooke Lopez, when Giannis is not on the floor. You know, I don't want to read too much into that, but they seem to be a different team offensively when Giannis, when they don't have Giannis. Um, Bobby Porters was able to put up productive minutes. Imagine that. Uh, used to be with former Chicago Bull. Uh, Pat Connaughton had some had some contributions. So I don't know, man. It's something to be said about a. I don't. I don't want to go there. I don't want to overreact. But there's something to be said about how well they played without Giannis. But then again, they were playing against a hobbled Hawks team. So maybe I, I shouldn't read too much into that. But uh, let's get into the the predictions, man. Between. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Let me first of all say that this is a true NBA fans dream matchup. Uh, you know, forget being fans of certain teams or even being fans of certain players from a basketball standpoint. If you are a fan of the sport of basketball and of the craft, this should be a very exciting series for you. So let's get into it. We got the Suns, we got the Bucks. Who do I got? I am leaning toward. The series being over in six games and the Phoenix Suns being the ones who emerge as the champions. Uh, reason I say this, Giannis is hobbled. 
I do expect to see him suit up at some point. I don't know when, but if he does, if and when he does suit up, he still has a hobbled knee. His knee bent backwards. I know he had no structural damage, yada, 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 but that looks serious. I've never had that injury, but from what I've seen with that injury, that takes a little bit of time to get over. And, you know, mentally, how's he going to be? Um, you know, with Trey Young, when he went back out there on the floor after his ankle injury, he, he didn't look the same. He didn't look like 100% Trey out there. He looked like he was kind of second-guessing himself on a few plays. And I expect to see the same thing if and when Giannis eventually suits up. Also, too, the Bucks seem to have these long stretches in these in these in these close meaningful games where they cannot buy a bucket they'll it's, it's not uncommon for them to go four five six minutes without scoring a single bucket so that kind of worries me about them but they do have some legit bigs that can get in a post with deandre ayton um and kind of box him out a little bit so we'll see what happens with that but all the momentum all the spark just seems to be with the Phoenix Suns this year. They just feel like a team of destiny, uh, if I could use that phrase. Uh, and the Suns, they make less mistakes, and they just have more ways to hurt you offensively. So I'm, I'm very much leaning toward the Phoenix Suns in six. I cannot wait to see what kind of matchups we get. I mean, from the matchup standpoint, this is exciting. Drew Holiday going up against Chris Paul, or maybe if it's Booker's catching fire that particular night, we'll see Drew Holiday put on Booker. Uh, will Giannis uh, have to go head-to-head with Aiden, or will they put uh, Brooke Lopez on Aiden? Uh, you know, uh, uh, who? what about Bobby Portis? Who, who, what's he going to do? Who's he going to defend? I, I cannot wait to see some of the switch-up schemes that they have, they're going to have cooked up for this series. It's, it's, it's very, it's going to be very exciting. You know, going back to the Bucks, they have a little bit of a tighter rotation in the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns, this playoffs, they've probably, they've given floor time to maybe about eight, nine players. Uh, whereas with the Bucks, it's been like more like seven players. So they have a little less room with their rotation than the Phoenix Suns. In fact, let me pull it up now. Yeah, so the Milwaukee Bucks, they're, they, they're playing Lopez, Holiday, Portis, Middleton, Tucker, Connaughton, forgot about him, Jeff Teague, and Brent Forbes. So that is, that's eight players, but you don't always see Teague out there. You don't, you don't always see Forbes out there. So they're really only playing six players. Now you go to the Phoenix Suns. Okay, they play, of course, Aiden, Crowder, Booker, Bridges, Paul, Terry Craig, Campaign, Dario Saric, Etwan Moore, Jay Smith, Jay Carter, A. Nader. So that is that's eleven people, but I, I doubt we're going to see Nader and Carter and Smith and Etwan Moore that much. So um, they really have more like seven seven players. So they're gonna we're gonna see those rotations tighten up a lot smaller. I know it. But, uh, man, I can't wait to see uh, how this plays out. Uh, I'm so excited for both of these teams' fan bases with them being, quote-unquote, small market uh, franchises and teams. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, Phoenix Suns have never won a championship, and I believe the Bucks have 
they didn't win a champion. They they won their only championship, I think. What was it in 1974? Um, so I can't wait to see, man. Now, what was interesting when I was doing my predictions, I did a little stat digging, and uh, this is what I found. And this kind of factored in into my prediction. It kind of did not, but I found this to be very interesting when it comes to free throw percentage uh, for this season. The Suns are ranked second in the league in free throw percentage. The Milwaukee Bucks are ranking at a paltry 23rd place. Um, so that's interesting. Um, so whatever team is more aggressive with getting to the foul line, they, they have an advantage, and that's the Suns. Now, when it comes to true shooting percentages, this is interesting, which is uh, uh, the combination of three points, free, field goals, and free throws. The, the Phoenix Suns are second in the league with 59.7%. The Milwaukee Bucks are third in the league with 59.3%. Very evenly matched. When it comes to three-point percentage, the Milwaukee Bucks are fourth in the league at 39%. The Suns are seventh at 37.8%. Now, this is interesting, too. Overall defensive rating. I guess that's points allowed. The Phoenix Suns are ninth in the league at 111.3 points allowed. The Milwaukee Bucks are 10th in the league with 111.4 points allowed. So very evenly matched. Get this. When it comes to offensive rate, I guess that's points per 100 possessions. The Phoenix Suns this year are averaging 117.2 points. The Milwaukee Bucks are averaging 117.2 points. So their offensive ratings are exactly the same at 117.2. So I think we're going to have a great series on our hands. Now the Milwaukee Bucks do have a slight edge when it comes to rebounds and steals. But I'm assuming a lot of those rebounds come from Giannis. And I don't know how much Giannis we're going to see. Is he going to be 60%, 70%, 80%, whatever? And the Phoenix Suns hold a slight, not a slight, but a, 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 a sizable advantage against the Milwaukee Bucks as far as turnovers. Uh, the Suns are fourth in the league with turno turnovers. Milwaukee Bucks are 15th. Um, so you want to be the, the, the higher number on that one. Um, so we shall see, man. We shall see. I am pulling for the phoenix suns to win this series and that's my pick man i'm sticking to it uh but to be very clear man i'm not going to be mad at whoever wins this series i, I think both these franchises are, are are great teams and it's just great to not have to watch a super team take home the trophy this year so that's just how i feel about it so all right there you have it that's my pick y'all be easy and i'll see y'all soon peace